Arc 5, Chapter 47 The City Recapture Strategy Outpost For now, let's leave the task of dealing with Rav to Priscilla's squad. We've got assurance from Reinhardt that Liliana has a divine protection. An unfamiliar divine protection may not sound very reassuring, but certainly Liliana Sama's song may be an effective countermeasure for what we've heard about Wrath. Following Subaru and Reinhardt's remarks, the gazes of the round table participants turned to Liliana. She was playing with her braid, and while holding it under her nose, she was play-acting, as if it were a beard. Uh, please leave it to me! This is Liliana! Once she gets a request, she definitely gets the work done! Rest assured, I only sing in a place where my singing is desired. And, if wanted, then I sing! Isn't this such a happy thing? If I could even get some tips, then that's time to fold my arms and celebrate! Something like a tip won't be coming out of this. So I first quit with the capitalist pig talk. <sighs> the excited Liliana deflated, and now Priscilla let out a snort instead. With eyes like crimson flames, she turned to expect Subaru and Reinhardt in turn. Seeing those two boys gossip in whispers, I looked into what they were plotting, but it seems they were merely wasting their energy on a useless consultation. That singer's worth by mine own self has been already been confirmed. Now, to crush those foolish fanatics. Even saying that, uh, we need to be sure that nothing backfires on us. How amusing. I'm staking my singer's life on her song. This singer who ran her mouth, why would she take on some uncertain danger to her life? There is no point to take on that kind of risk. Uh... The words she spoke did not leave Subaru much to reply with. In truth, the one that had suggested using Liliana and believed her potential enough to face off against Wrath had been Priscilla herself. Unlike her words and attitude, her prudence and cleverness were exceptional and already well known. Princess, don't bully bro too much. Let's just stay quiet, us two. What's that, Al? Worm, are your thoughts and your views still crooked? You have aged quite enough as a man, but still just act like a girl, I see. Do not lower your worth even further in front of these commoners. It's not like that. Turning his gaze away with a swish, Al rested his chin on his right arm and entered a complete observer mode. Priscilla gave a snort to her servant's behavior, reclined on her seat, and ceased talking. Finally, it seemed like the story would flow into the next part now. And with that, the Wrath's capture will be left to Priscilla's team. Now, to form groups for the others. Uh, let's talk about Lust. Who to handle that one? I would like to nominate Wilhelmsam for this assignment. Nominating Wilhelmsama? May I ask the meaning of that? I humbly request it as much from Subaru Dono, Julius Dono. Wilhelm raised his hand and answered Julius's question. The elder swordman collected his gaze and lightly shifted it upstairs. As you all well know, my master Krusama is currently suffering under the effects of the cruel powers of the witch cult's lust. I have an obligation to fight for my master as Krusama's servant. This is also a wish of mine that goes beyond my sense of duty. You want to capture the Synarch Bishop alive, if possible, and ask him about those symptoms. Wilhelm San's motive must be something like that. It is as you say. Therefore, leave the subjugation of lust to me. 
Those blue eyes with strong will behind them let out a darkness which pressured the room. Wilhelm's deeply held determination and his gratitude towards his master. With eyes that showed those feelings, nobody could raise half-hearted words against it, except only one of his own flesh and blood. In truth, I am opposed to it. Reinhardt. While everyone was overwhelmed by the swordsman, only Reinhardt's expression did not change. Staring at Wilhelm with his usual serious expression, Currently, Honored Grandfather has lost his composure. Of course, to feel hostility towards the Sin Archbishop who harmed Krushsama is understandable. However, I do not believe that you will be able to achieve the objective with that feeling. Losing one's composure is a hindrance in achieving the objective. Is that what you are trying to say to me? Considering Krushsama, failing to capture lust cannot be afforded. Therefore, I will take on that task. At least I will be able to face that side with a better mental state. Reinhardt's words were correct and had been formed with sound logic, one which considered possible situations to ensure as much certainty as possible. That Wilhelm was being too forceful and was losing his composure was not incorrect. But when Reinhardt gave that opinion, Wilhelm loosened his lips. Surely not gently, but instead with a smile, like a ferocious beast's. Losing calmness here is a given, Reinhardt. Nevertheless, honored grandfather. Just who do you think your grandfather is? I am Wilhelm, the sword demon. I am a half-hearted person who attempted to become one with the sword, but instead fell in love with a woman. But because I'm a half-hearted person, I have never done anything I should half-heartedly. A fierce smile washed over Wilhelm's clear and mild impression. It now was reminiscent of a demon who had burned away his life, having dedicated himself to blood and iron, having been fascinated by the sparkling beauty of a blade. And despite that, the demon yet held a smidgen of warmth in his gaze. When I decide to wield the sword, my heart is uplifted. Even if I'm not calm on the battlefield, it is all the same to me. That is how I have lived on to this age. This time also, I have no intention of rotting away without repaying my obligation to my master in full. I shall not decay. Your worry is unnecessary. That reasoning is not just that mentality. A mentality held to the end becomes certainty even if it takes 14 years. Even what some may call a blunt sword shall fulfill its vengeance on its wife's enemy. Upon being told that Wilhelm believed he had avenged his grandmother's death in full in the battle against the White Whale, Reinhard could not say anything further. But even then, Reinhard kept his eyes downcast, unconvinced. At his grandson's obstinate posture, Wilhelm with, besides, continued on. The battlefield that requires you is not here. The scene you are needed in is elsewhere. The scene I am needed in. Subrudono, my grandson, please take him with you to your battlefield. To rescue Emilia Summer, you will need to battle greed. Reinhard would act as your sword for you. 
suddenly having his name called, Subaru opened his eyes wide. As if pulled along by Wilhelm's nod, the gaze of Reinhardt also turned to him. At that appearance, Subaru scratched his head as if thinking it can't be helped. Honestly, I wanted to wait to say this until after the topic of lust was sorted out. Yeah, your power is frankly something I want to borrow for the fight against greed that I'm in charge of. For that annoying fucker, I definitely think I'll need your strength. Regulus of greed floated into his mind. According to his fragmented knowledge of the Sin Archbishop's abilities, the power Regulus possessed was the most dangerous of all those deviants. Though he could not say for sure, in the current situation, he could not imagine calling Regulus's ability by anything other than a stupid word like invincible. Of course, he did not want to think of him as a simply invincible existence. Some kind of weakness or limit had to exist, and that was what he wanted to believe. To break through Regulus's invincible defense, we need strong attacking ability to deal with him. To put it simply, his offensive and defensive ability, compared with the other Sin Archbishops, I think is at the top. So, I want to borrow Reinhardt's power for when we attack him. An untouchable opponent, certainly, for a monster such as that. I would be the right choice. However... Even after hearing of Regulus's absurd power, Reinhardt's hesitation did not disappear. But, seeing Reinhardt's worry, another voice rang out. That sound was coming from none other than the one next to Subaru. Then, Wilhelm G will just be going with my amazing self. Striding forward was Garfield, gnashing his sharp fangs as he glared at Reinhard. Reinhard was making a surprised face at him, as if wondering, you? Recommend me, Captain. My amazing self skills. You understand them too. For rescuing Amelia-sama, my amazing self's not needed. Right, Captain? No, Garfiel. I don't want to tell you something like that. I don't need comforting. And I'm not saying this stuff just because I'm sulking. It's the other way around. For my amazing self, this time, there's another bastard that needs seeing to hear. His brows furrowing at Garfield's attitude as the latter breathed roughly, Subaru realized far too belatedly. That was it. Among those whose appearances had been changed by lust in the city hall, there had been a person who was an acquaintance to him. Someone who had been turned into a black dragon. Then, for Garfield, lust was no opponent he was unrelated to. In addition... It's true that we can't forgive that damn woman. But it's not just that. That duo, the ones who schooled me, they were with that disgust and lust. Because of my amazing self's mistake, there's an idiot that got injured without needing to. So my amazing self's gotta give him as good as possible for them. And so, my amazing self will be following Gramps over there. At Garfield's keen gaze, Wilhelm slowly lowered his chin. Here, the Elder Swordsman and the Young Warrior were united, standing together in a fight for vengeance. At the root, they both shared motives born of thinking strongly about women they cared about, so they had even more in common. Towards Garfield's expression, Subaru too had nothing more to say. I might be repeating myself here, but Lust's power is to mutate and transform. She can morph herself, and can also force mutations onto others. And 
Her blood. No matter what, do not let her blood touch you. It's what caused Krusan's injuries. Personality-wise, they're all terrible. But she's especially bad. Understood. Stomp and crush him! At Subaru's last confirmation, neither Wilhelm nor Garfield showed any signs of backing down. When Subaru finally made eye contact with Reinhardt to check what he thought, the Sword Saint, who had been firm up to this resolute scene, seemed to have lost the desire to speak. It does not matter. Garfield's ability is certain, and if my honored grandfather is there, then by whatever means necessary he will cut them down. That can be relied on. Saying it like that makes it sound unconvincing. The tortoise mild, but the taste superb, as they say. It is the truth. I believe in yours and my honored grandfather's victory. I will act as Subaru's sword. As Garfield scratched his face with an uncomfortable look, Reinhard nodded to Subaru. From the Sword Saint's unbelievable words, Subaru felt like he had received a lot of help. I'm sorry about this selfish hope, Reinhard. It is fine, no matter where the battlefield is. I will give my utmost efforts. If that would be of help to you, then that is what I wished for. For just relying on you. I'm really sorry. The thing is, I'm relying way too much on you being really strong. But... The parts where you're lacking, I'll fill them in somehow. So, please look forward to it. <laughs> Hearing those words, Reinhard suddenly widened his eyes and shut his mouth. Subaru tilted his head at that unusual reaction, and Reinhard laughed lightly, keeping a faint smile. For you, that would be nothing at all, right? Ma, I am looking forward to it. To see you filling in for me, the parts I cannot reach. <laughs> then look forward to it a lot. I am too. So, I think we know the flow by now. So, inevitably, there's the last one. Gluttony. Then, me and Ricardo are left to be in charge of that. Following after Subaru's words, the one agreeing in a low tone was Julius. Hearing him speak in a rough voice, which was unlike him, Anastasia directed a concerned gaze at her knight. Julius, you alright? Your complexion isn't looking so good for quite a while now. I apologize for causing you anxiety. However, I am fine. When speaking of comforts and discomforts of the body, I cannot make something like weak complaints in front of Subaru. What do you mean by that? Of course, I was thinking of your difficulties with your leg when I spoke. Please do not snap at me like that. In a situation like this, I have no intention of getting into arguments with you. Hmm. He took a lot of damage from a motive he had not thought of. At the same time, he felt a strange sense of something being out of place. Julius's appearance seemed suspicious to him, just as it had been for Anastasia. Why that was, he still did not know, but even then... Ricardo and I will be taking the leftover responsibility of handling gluttony. Originally, Subaru and Wilhelm-sama would have served as his opponent. Due to their ties with him, they would have wanted to manage it themselves. Because you assigned this task to us while enduring those feelings, we will definitely carry it out for both of you to see. Oh, so that's it. What Julius felt was, 
Subaru would have wanted to subjugate Gluttony himself. Wilhelm would too, and above them, Krush, still suffering, would have felt the same. The authority of Gluttony, which consumed memories and names. Thinking of Rem, who had suffered that damage, being put into sleep that lasted even now, Subaru wanted to crush Gluttony completely with his own hand. Hitting, kicking, stomping on him, forcing him to regret the atrocities he had committed, to turn his face into a tarry mess as he forced him to bow down to the ground until he felt catharsis. That was what he wanted to do. That role he had given over to others. No matter who it is, honestly, I don't want to leave it to them. Rem. I wanted to restore her. I wanted to get her back myself. I believe doing that would be my role. But... If it won't do, unless I entrust it to someone, then I'll leave it to you. Don't get the wrong idea! It's by process of elimination. And only by process of elimination. But... I will leave it to you. For me, you're the only one I can tolerate Han in this role to, even if I don't like it. Rem's very memory and existence were being held hostage. Amelia's freedom had been taken away, and she was still waiting for help to arrive. Both of them were precious relations to Subaru. Both of them were precious people he had to get back. And so, to both of them, Subaru wanted to show his cool side. However, Subaru was Amelia's knight, and Rem's hero too, so... I will defeat Greed, and I will rescue Amelia! Blown away gluttony! I'll hand that to you! Don't screw it up! To your expectations, I will respond. Especially this time. Definitely this time. With a firm nod, Julius accepted Subaru's trust. The finest of knights then gazed towards Wilhelm and inclined his head slightly. Wilhelm Sama. Of what I wanted to say, Subaru Dano has spoken most of it for me. It is true that I do not have the most harmonious feelings for gluttony, and so I too shall entrust it to Julius Dano. There are too many scoundrels present in this city. From that sword demon growing sharp, Julius seemed to have gained a bit of courage. Ricardo, who had until then quietly observed their talk... And what's this? My thoughts don't even seem to be heard in this talk y'all having. I don't even get anyone to care about me. That it? Now that this is the best lineup so far, I can agree to that. Ricardo really is looking for attention. Getting miffed like that with your big size doesn't really look cute, you know. Take care of Julius for me. Relax. Have you ever seen me lie in Ambu? Could you stop using that title? I'm your master, you know. Ricardo guffawed loudly at the sight of Anastasia's miffed face and puffed-up cheeks. The black iris eyes that gazed down on Anastasia had a very kind glint in them. Then, with this, the lineups are decided, right? Following Subaru's remark, all those present at the round table nodded their heads. For the attack on Sirius of Wrath, Priscilla and Al, counting Liliana, that's free and all. 
The notion that I may succumb to the toying of emotion is a laughable one indeed. Showing my opponent how they were in the wrong place at the wrong time while facing the wrong enemy, such a helpless fool deserves a lesson. I only sing! I only sing! It's what I am! Just a lump of meat that sings! Do not cherish your life! Cherish the stage! Okay! Good! I feel like I can do it! Right now! I really feel like I can do it! Uh... Priscilla fanned herself as Liliana engaged in questionable self-hypnosis. Al's face could not be seen, but the impression that he was still not convinced seemed to come from his whole body. Though it was a mildly unsettling trio, confidence-wise, they were the strongest there. Next stop, the capturing of lust. Garfiel and Wilhelm's son. Got it! My amazing self will grab him by the throat and make him cry and say sorry. Please leave it to me. With both of us, it is assured. The pair with the most fighting spirit. Could it be said to be these two? The sword demon Wilhelm had his gratitude for his master and also his wife, who he had not forgotten even for a moment. As for Garfield, there was some form inside him that could not be grasped, some emotion that made his feelings quake. Perhaps these two warriors both sought some answers in the battle ahead. And for the conquest of gluttony, it's the two of you, Julius and Ricardo. By none other than you both, we have been entrusted this task. It will certainly be resolved. Like this, I will negate him. Those freaks made my family suffer. I don't need to hear those words to know that I'll punch him, hit him hard, and make him cry. This pair had the least connections to the witch cult, and yet they could safely be expected to not fall behind the others, since it was definitely certain that both were highly respected battlers. Together, he had already overcome hardship with them. Nowhere in these comrades-in-arms lay any cause for doubt. Because of that, the choice to yield the detestable gluttony was made possible. The last one is greed. Reinhard and I being the two to meet him. I'm counting on you. Ma, leave it to me. I am depending on you as well, Subaru. At Subaru's request, Reinhard nodded his head with his usual resolute attitude. But something in his draped mane seemed soft. And while in the middle of battle, it might strike one as imprudent but now his appearance seemed to overflow with humanity. Why it was such a reassuring look, Subaru did not know. Then, with this, the choices for the fights are decided. And on the matter of choosing places to set up communication mirrors for reports, there are three of them in all. Assuming one's left in the city hall, for the other ones, what should we do? Personally, I definitely want to take one for Roth, and one to Lust or Gluttony. One of those two would be nice, I think. What are your reasons? Wrath is someone with influence over the whole city. The situation the city's in will change whether we can beat her or not. Therefore, that news is something I want to be able to share quickly. Regarding the use of the communication mirrors, they all nodded as if Subaru's suggestion was correction. As for the reason for bringing a different one to Greed... As we've said, Reinhard will be with Greed. Assuming anything about Greed beyond his ability being unknown would be optimistic at best. But, I can't say the possibility of it being handled instantly doesn't exist. If it ends up being like that, 
I want to set up a situation where Reinhardt could be sent as reinforcements. Unless the team at Greed possesses a communication mirror, then sharing that information would be impossible, correct? I certainly believe that Mr. Natsuki's opinion is largely correct. The answer to that is simple. Use the broadcasting meteor. With a city-wide broadcast, I want us to keep everyone informed of places that need help. Using the communication mirror, Anastasia-san will organize all the information, and will take on the responsibility of conveying it to everyone. How's that? I'm thinking that's wise. Your head seems to work well sometimes, Natsuki-kun. Anastasia laughed with an impressed look, and tossed a conversation mirror towards Priscilla. She caught it with her fan, and presented it in front of Liliana. What? Singer, you take it, since mine self cannot lift anything heavier than tableware. That fan is almost as heavy as some tableware! Don't say pompous things! Do not speak so foolishly. Inspect this design. Gold is hung and inlaid from it luxuriously, and just from that it is weighty. Do not toss it in with the likes of dishes. Isn't that heavier than tableware? Regardless of what she had said, in the end, Liliana wound up taking it. Ignoring Liliana, who was quickly fixing her hair in the mirror, the last conversation mirror was passed to Wilhelm. Considering the number of enemies, the group assigned to Lust needs this more than the group for gluttony. Since two people are going, it should be fine. But, contact Anastasia right away if it seems dangerous. Understood. I will be sure to contact her. Showing consideration for Julius, Wilhelm placed the mirror in his breast pocket. However, it was a slightly worrying judgment. Wilhelm could become hot with fury and ignore the instructions from now. And Garfield, needless to say, was the type to explode at the slightest provocation. Regardless, like this, the battle preparations were complete. Let's take a moment. Once that's done, We'll leave and start the operation to recapture the control towers. At Subaru's words, everyone present replied by nodding their heads. However, seeing their quiet, tense appearances, Subaru thought the mood was poor anyhow. If you're making angry faces, don't you get the feeling that bad stuff gets closer? A sign that Mr. Natsuki will say something strange has occurred once more. It's not weird. It's important. No matter how large of an army gathers, if morale is low, it can turn into a rabble. I'm not saying our morale is low here, but I don't think my motives are bad. So, let's raise our voice. While clapping his hands, Subaru stood up. Let's do this, everyone! With this fight, get rid of these bastards who have disturbed this city. The witch cult falls, and we get a happy end! At Subaru's urging, they looked at each other's faces. Then, nodding. Oh! oh. <laughs> like that? A high morale reply came back. If they were able to return with such a strong answer, then they would definitely be fine. This many members, this much of a vanguard, it was not something that could just be prepared again. The city recapture began in earnest. This fight will be all victory! With Subaru saying whatever he wanted, the roundtable meeting concluded. Her muffled sensations recovered. Her consciousness slowly returned to reality. As reality started to permeate through drowsy senses, the feelings in her hands and feet naturally returned. 
Then, while feeling spread through the rest of her body, her first sensation was of something soft embracing her. Warm, it was relaxing, like she was wrapped up in a large animal's fur. She had felt something similar quite a long time ago. A long time ago, back when she was young, a time when her mind was not running in time with her body, a time when she feared sleeping alone. Now far from the feeling of that first texture, quite some time has passed since then. <sighs> At first, her eyes dwelled with tears from its nostalgic touch. Putting aside her silly desire to keep feeling the warmth, she slowly opened her eyes. Her long eyelashes shivered, and amethyst irises blankly noted the world. She was in a room with high ceilings and strange decorations which she had never seen before. Lying on a bed there, she found herself wrapped up in a summer blanket crafted from quality fur. A stranger seated beside her had been cleaning her face with a wet towel. You are? Hmm. Looking down upon her when she opened her eyes was a beautiful woman with a pure white face. That rather sickly, blood-drained face was pretty and expressionless like a doll's. Her beauty was such that she could surely light up the room if she smiled, but her face was rigidly held like a mask, which could not laugh. Rising, her long hair waving behind her, the woman in a black dress left the room right away. She quickly tried to call out to her, but as she fretted on how to call her while not knowing her name, the door clicked shut. As such, she found herself alone. Where am I? Hesitantly, she sat up on the bed. Though she felt slightly heavy, no pain or signs of poor condition could be felt. The heaviness could be from using too much magic she was not yet used to, a sign that her body was unable to withstand that burden. Having gotten that far, right away she remembered what had occurred to her. Right, uh, at the square, I fought a strange person and... Continuing on, in her head, the events from just before she lost consciousness came to mind. A monster with a face wrapped in bandages. The one Subaru had called Wrath had turned with fearsome combat prowess and downright creepy amounts of anger towards herself. For a moment, she had taken on the fight at an advantage, but then losing to the force of those fiercely burning flames, she had been sent flying. And then, I must have passed out. But I'm alive. As she was outmatched, there was no doubt it had been a desperate situation. Someone had perhaps come to her aid. Subaru and Beatrice had been there. It could be she had been rescued by those two. Even then, her heart was crushed by how pathetic she had been. Amelia had struck such a pose at Subaru and had boasted so much, but not only had she lost, she needed to be rescued too. Mm-hmm. There's no time to be dejected. I'm already late, so there's no time to pause in my steps and repent. I'll reflect while walking. Tapping her snow-white cheeks with both hands, she raised her spirits. Time spent depressed was time squandered. Having been provided a bed and blanket, and even having been watched over by a caretaker, this place must be a benevolent someone's home. 
Since she had not been taken to her own place, her situation may have been quite severe. Huh? But I can't feel any pain. So maybe a skilled healer? Ah! While moving to Stan, Amelia came to realize something about herself. Why am I naked? When her bare feet touched the floor, she'd noticed that not a single piece of cloth was draped on her body. Amelia's head tilting, she first wrapped a blanket around her body and got down from the bed. Gazing around the room, she looked around hoping for something to wear, but regrettably could not find anything. Uh, what should I do? If I leave the room like this, I'll be thought of as bad-mannered. Before leaving the forest, and after leaving the forest, in between study sessions and having learned various things, that point had been drilled into her by Puck and N. Rose, respectively. She could not show skin in front of others. Following that rule, then her own appearance right now was completely a problem. But I'm worried about everyone, and it's an emergency, so it can't be helped. She had to find out what had happened after the conclusion of the battle with the Sin Archbishop as quickly as possible. With that as justification, Amelia emerged from the room garbed in a single blanket. Walking out to the corridor, it was definitely not a building she had ever seen before. However, compared to how she had imagined it, the outside of the room gave an oddly unsophisticated impression of a cold hallway. I thought I was somewhere like a mansion, but that was totally wrong. Um, is it just this room that's strange? Turning back, she looked at the room she had slept in. A large bed and a small wardrobe. However, upon closer inspection, she could not escape the impression that something was off about it. It gave the impression that a bed and other furniture had been brought and messily piled inside an empty room. And that might not have been wrong. By checking the atmosphere of the corridor, this was definitely not a place meant for people to live in. This was a place where people worked. If she focused her ears, the faint sound of water and a hint of something operating could be heard. While Amelia puzzled over that, there. Ah, it seems you've opened your eyes. How relieving. What a relief. I'm relieved you're safe. Amelia turned around, having been addressed. Just then, at the far end of the corridor, a young man appeared. Having discovered Amelia, the white-haired youth grinned at her walking relaxedly. However, I'm not comfortable with you walking around right after waking up. It's just that you endured a lot of hardships, so if something happens to your body, it'd be a headache. In that regard, I want you to take good care of yourself. Um, you are? Blinking, Amelia gazed at the young man speaking to her. That attitude of narrowing the gap between others with a single step was somewhat close to Subaru's. However, the crucial difference between Subaru and him was that his attitude had no intention of respecting the other person. That was Subaru's timid virtue, and the young man in front of her did not show any hint of it. It was as if he did not have any remorse for others. At the same time, Amelia was recalling a feeling she could not describe regarding the young man in front of her. Is that so? Sorry, sorry, I've even seen your sleeping face, but this is your first time seeing me, I'd assume. I haven't even given you my name yet. 
Even if you and I are to be in a relationship, this kind of impolite attitude won't do. I was too hasty on that point. It is my fault. I honestly am sorry, since I am a human being capable of such things. Uh, yes Amelia's reply to that endlessly fluently speaking young man was quite heavy. The reason for that might be that his attitude overwhelmed her, but a more significant implication was contained within. That was... Amelia's subconscious was appealing to her. It's a waste of a scene. It's a shame that this place lacks the atmosphere. But I believe that when you look back to it, you will remember it as a special moment. If you were to look at it that way, it would not be a bad thing. A small happiness day by day is just more than enough to make the path to Nona's life brighten up. I'm sure this is especially true for you. You want to look at the good parts of life, and not just the bad parts. Don't you think so too, Amelia? I don't recall telling you my name. So, you are? Oops, I'm sorry. It's a bad habit of mine to stop considering my surroundings when I become excited about something. It's for that reason that I sometimes dislike my affectionate personality. It could be that you are the one making me feel such emotions. And so, my name was it? She felt that she recalled seeing this young man somewhere before. After an incredibly long and flexible detour, this young man was barely entering the main subject. Feeling mysterious tingles burn her skin, Amelia did not take her eyes off of the young man's behavior. She intuitively understood that her own safety was at risk. And the cause of that intuition was the young man in front of her. My name is Regulus Corneus. I hold a leadership position in a certain group. What is indeed important to you is just one thing, that I am your husband and that you are my 79th wife. Huh? The young man. Regulus presented his name, and the meaning of what he so marvelously spoke of, she did not understand. Emilia was confused, and her pretty brows frowned. However, Regulus paid no mind to Amelia's reaction, and was staring at the girl's body, covered only with a single light cloth. That appearance is poison to the eyes. I'll order a change of clothes to be brought over right away. You can relax. They're in the same situation as you, my other wives. Putting on wedding attire is something they have gotten used to. Wedding attire? What do you mean? No, it isn't just that. Calling me your wife? What are you saying? Right! I was forgetting the most important thing! For one such as myself, that was dangerous. Amelia opened her mouth to ask another question, but Regulus was not listening. He clapped his hands and lightly grabbed Amelia's shoulder as she was about to question. As she felt the odd amount of force coming from those fingers, Amelia frowned. Drawing close enough to touch Amelia's forehead, Regulus gazed into her eyes. I was forgetting an important, very important question. Your awareness of the wedding comes after this. Amelia, this is important, so I want you to answer from the depths of your heart. For our future, it's very important. Uh... At that weird level of pressure, Amelia swallowed her breath, remaining silent. Taking her attitude as assent, Regulus smiled, and with that smile, he asked, Amelia, are you a virgin? This is really important. And with that smile, 
he spoke. 